0: It's time for you to add value. Just wanted to mention this episode was recorded earlier, and as our audience grows, we just wanted to share some of the value from our earlier episodes. I am so excited for today's guest, my friend Dennis Barry. Dennis is a life mastery coach and has been working with people worldwide for over 15 years. He has been sober since April of 2003, during which time he became a successful businessman, athlete, and family man. His journey and recovery helped him find his mission in life, which is to help others achieve inner peace and success and master every area of their lives. Dennis knows what it's like to be helpless and hopeless with no positive direction. He was able to climb out of the gutter and transform his life, and he spends his life helping others do the same. I am so excited that he's here today to share his journey with us. Hey Dennis, I sure appreciate you uh, giving me the opportunity to share your voice and your wisdom with my audience, and uh, just appreciate you coming on today. Uh, why don't you tell, introduce yourself, and just tell us a little bit about the work you're doing?
1: Sure, I'm Dennis Berry, and I'm a master life coach for uh, addiction recovery, for love and relationships, and I work with people all over the world, different types of issues and situations and uh, i love what i do i wrote a book i have the podcast and uh, i've just uh, it, uh, basically in a nutshell is like i i've been sober for 18 years now and it was a long bumpy road for me on both sides of it before and after i stopped drinking and if i can shorten the learning curve for somebody along the way that's why i do what i do
0: well that's fantastic yeah so <clears throat> congratulations on that. And uh, so one of the things that, I mean, you and I both value a lot is connection. So why don't you speak about the
1: value of connection and and how connection has helped you build your business? Connection? Do you mean like um, in terms of building relationships, like we were talking about before the show?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of people think like, let's use social media, for example, since we were just talking about that. A lot of people think like, if I have this business and this is what I, I want to, I want people to see me and they think like, Oh, I'm just going to go on Facebook or on LinkedIn or some social, whatever the social media du jour is. And I'm going to put this post up and then I'm going to sit there and wait for the a million likes and for the phone to ring. And that's not how it works. <laughs> and if you, if you look at like networking in general, or uh, social media, the way it really works is to engage with people. Look at what other people are doing. Compliment them on the things that they're doing and you're gonna build friends for life. Like, uh, you know, because a lot of people think the same way that I just described. I'm gonna put this post up, this picture of me and the kids or something that I love in my business or something like that and wait for people to come by and find me and just magically love me and wanna hang out and do business. And those people are sitting around waiting for that to happen. So why not, if they do that, go in and make them feel good. You know, go in and be like, wow, that's a beautiful picture. Thank you for sharing. It really made my day. Now you just made a friend for life. So that's the real way social media works. So if I if I look on like building connections, building relationships, um, you and I met through networking, and it's much the same concept it's like we used to go to these networking meetings a lot and a lot of people think oh if I just go to these meetings and I could sell people my crap well <laughs> whatever your crap is and it's like you know let's say there's 20 people in that meeting you may or may not sell your crap your insurance your uh, your house your your life coaching services or whatever it is you may or may not sell your stuff to one of those 20 people but if you build relationships, with people and you build connections, genuine connections, then you have 20 people out there selling for you. So when somebody needs a coach or a real estate agent or insurance, you say, "Hey, you know what? Call John. He's a good friend of mine. I trust him." Now you get, that's how you get business. And that's how you grow your network.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I think the the challenge with with Facebook so much is that we're told if you if you just put this ad out there, you just put this, you know, these posts and it of course, you know, the YouTube trick is, you know, just get something to go viral, right? Like
1: oh, right. If it just yeah, goes so viral. Then everybody.
0: The problem is if it went viral, it went viral for free, right? right <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants to, nobody wants to compensate you for that. But the biggest thing obviously in our business is, you know, people want to know, you know, can you help me? And I think it really boils down to that same thing in any business, right? Can Can you help me? Yes. And of course that trustworthiness of the relationship, you know, is what gets other people to pass it on. Right. Hey, this coach really helped me a lot. Boom. Let me tell you all these other people about him. Right. Or this roofer helped me get my roof taken care of and I didn't have to wrestle with my insurance. And, and, you know, it, so it really does boil down to is how do you help people? Right. It really does. And being able to tell those stories instead of, um, you know, when somebody asks, what do you do? It's like, well, let me tell you about this client and and how I was able to help this client. Just like you were sharing an example, you know, when you and I chatted before this, that you know, oh, this client was going through this and dealing with that, and and I was able to just you know navigate that with them. That's that those stories are, are what you know the results that you're getting and the results that you're helping people get. Um, and I think all businesses boil down to that same thing, whether it's you know selling tires that go on a car, <laughs> brakes or roofs or you know, what problem are you solving and how is it, how is it really helping people? Yeah. And I think more people are, are really turning to trusted relationships, you know, trusted connections to, to really do business. Um, especially obviously our personal services types of businesses, you know, that really are face to face and, and helping deal with people. So um, what about uh, contribution? how has contribution helped you in, in growing your business or, or thinking in, in the areas of contribution? Like, like, you know, w- what is building your business meant for you to be able to support the things that you love?
1: Yeah. Well, to go back to what I was saying is like, I, I'm a miracle. <laughs> like I shouldn't be here. I, I almost died hundreds and hundreds of times. Like this is all extra time. My time should have been up decades ago. And because it's not, and I'm still here, I spent my life, you know, giving back. And, you know, like, wait, what you were just saying earlier was really important. It was like, you know, what's in it for me? I need to remove me from the equation. When I remove me from the equation, I'm, I'm giving, I'm giving, you know, and I was taught, and I actually put this in my book, but I had to take it out because it didn't fit into the electronic versions of <laughs> like the ebooks and stuff but I had this flow chart in there and it, it's a it was like a circle and with two arrows you know one going one way one going the other and on one one of the arrows it was giving and the other one is receiving right and I need to be in that flow of giving and receiving a lot of people are on the outside watching the circle go around and they're hoping to receive but they're not giving. And they never receive and they wonder why we, we need to be in the flow of giving and receiving, contributing and receiving, you know, and it doesn't work any other way. It's not my law. You can mess with it all you want. It's a universal law. It just happens that way. That's why we always want to be of service. And I've arranged my life to be of service, to give back because my life is just a gift. And Absolutely. it really is. And I look at it that way every day, too. And I, I appreciate it. And when I wake up in the morning, I kick the covers off and I hit the ground. And I am just excited to be like, I get to help people. today. People are trusting me with their problems or issues or whatever to help me get them to new levels of inner peace and success. And, like, how grateful am I? But I took a, a chance to put myself in this position. And, you know, a lot of people are laying in bed in the morning with the covers over their head, scared to get out of bed. And I challenge you, if you're doing that, I challenge that it's you're not doing what you're meant to be here to do. And so I would say maybe step out of what it is you're doing. Leave that job behind that you think is paying all the bills and doing this. And maybe it is right now, but try to find what it is you were meant to be doing so you can kick the covers off. And I guarantee you, whatever it is that you love to do Find a way to be of service to somebody and you can make a living doing that. I guarantee it. Nice. Well, I like that. Like your purpose is is part of your motivation. And I
0: really like that you you recognize that every day I have is a gift. And, and, and hopefully there's someone listening that you don't have to be at, at rock bottom to realize that, right? Like you don't have to be at uh, the point of near death to realize that every day is a gift because whether you've nearly died or not... <laughs> every day is a gift and, and we have the opportunity to use that gift to be a blessing to the world or to be a taker, right? Like those are, those are the only two options really, you know, you're either, either contributing or you're, or you're sucking up resources. Mm. And there's a lot of people sucking up resources, um, but we are a place are. to change.
1: Right. Yeah, that's true. And, and I also want people to note this is also this, is that like when you look at me or yourself and uh, your story, I don't think is as, dramatic as mine and that's great <laughs> like maybe you didn't die almost die hundreds of times and i hope that that's the case but when you see me you see a, a reasonably happy successful uh healthy man smiling and uh i did, what you don't see and i've been sober for 18 years now what you don't see is the dozens and dozens of failed attempts before i got to april of 2003 leading up to that point. I want people to know that it's not just, oh, you know, I want life to go like this. So now it's all rainbows and unicorns and that's not the way that it works. And so you know, you have to get through some of those hard, high brick walls and you have to break down those walls and barriers and hit some roadblocks and, you know, what people call failures, you know, get through some of those failures or lessons and keep, continue to push forward to the next lesson and then eventually you get to happy, healthy, successful, smiling. And just because I'm at this point now doesn't mean I don't have stuff going on. That's not true. And they're just different kinds of problems, and I manage them differently.
0: Absolutely, that's the difference, right? You have a you have a completely different attitude towards money. You have a different attitude towards problems, and certainly a different attitude towards failure, right? Like I think failure is just kind of the wrong word, right? Because putting yourself out there, making things moving in a forward direction, is is really the lesson, right? The journey you you can't uh, you can't make the mistake if you don't take the step. But you got to take the step. You got to be in motion to learn to learn what's necessary for the next step. And and I think that's what happens to so many people is is they're trying to make it perfect. They're trying to plan out a hundred steps ahead of themselves. And of course, as soon as you take step one, you throw away steps two through 99 because it changed. It's different. Like, oh, well, that's not what I expected it to be. Um, And I think that's where a lot of people, you know, give up or, or, uh, you know, quit or call it a failure rather than say, oh, all right. Well, what's the next right step? (laughs) Right. Worry about, you know, worry about the now. Worry about what is that thing I can do right now that's going to make a difference in my life and my business. And, I like what you said about, uh, you know, if you're waking up hiding under the covers and, and you're not, you're not fulfilled, you're not feeling joy in life. Uh, I think there's a Fran Tarkenton quote that says, uh, you know, if, if what you're doing, isn't making you happy, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> and so, you know, figure out you're doing uh, the wrong thing or maybe you're doing the wrong thing. Absolutely. Um, or with the wrong attitude. Right. And so, yeah, let's uh, so you kind of mentioned a morning routine. Would you mind sharing what your uh, what your morning routine is?
1: Sure. Yeah. When I wake up every single morning, I have there's a, a few things that I do and I don't miss. And if I do, then I if I miss like in that right away, it's usually because there's something that I have to tend to, but I get back to it. And when I wake up, I exercise and I meditate and i read something productive and i write and i do these without fail and i eat well but i do like i'm like a kind of a crazy uh health type of guy so i don't eat in the morning but i um but i eat a lot of the right things and i drink a ridiculous amount of water every day <laughs> and so but that's a the, these are all choices i made and you know i it's all connected. The, the body, mind, and the spirit thing that we've been hearing for decades and decades, it's a real thing.
0: Absolutely.
1: Now, a lot of people, if you hang out in the world of recovery and sobriety, whatever, you'll hear things like, it's okay, just stop drinking, but you can keep eating a pound of chocolate every day and keep smoking cigarettes or whatever it is. And I think that that's a bunch of crap.
0: Well, that was yeah. one of my one of my frustrations with with recovery programs is they were so focused on On drinking, and you watch the whole room goes outside and smokes a cigarette. And, and you're like, well, they're just shifting it from one addiction to another. Um, And, and I'll I'll share with you my personal take on the idea that you're constantly always in recovery, right? Like, like you can never have been recovered. Um, And I don't believe that I believe you absolutely can make a change. And the change can be permanent. And you're not a slave to this to this system of recovery, this system of having a babysitter, um, this system of believing in, in yourself that you're stuck here. Um, I think that's frustrating. I think this, your brain is far more capable than we give it credit. And your spirit is certainly more capable that you can be recovered. Like you can be at a place in your life where alcohol is no longer has control over you and, and, and no longer necessary, most likely, but it doesn't have to be, you know, I'm a struggling alcoholic and label yourself. I think you can label yourself recovered. Like I'm I'm a, I'm a better man and doing these things because I'm no longer a slave to that previous life and I have this new life. Yeah, now I'm ridiculously addicted to water, right? Like, wow. <laughs> and exercise instead of, you know, being a sloth and and there's there's so many positive changes, right? Like our, those addictive behaviors can be turned positive and of course that can become a bad thing for some folks, but for the majority of people, you can, you can use it for your good, right? So, so morning routine, those uh, exercise, meditate, read, write, eat well, drink lots of water. Anything else that you do in the morning before you get started?
1: Well, I mean, those are the main things. And okay. I just want to talk about the reason I do those is because uh, you know, we have a choice when we wake up in the morning on how our day is going to go. And it's great to have that choice. And we can wake up in the morning and we can choose to grab our phones and look at Facebook or watch politics or what somebody somewhere may or may not be doing to help me or hurt me and then start getting angry, sad, fearful, insecure. And then our day goes that way. Or we can wake up and meditate and exercise and read something productive and write some thoughts down. And uh, our day goes that way. You know we have a choice on how our day's going. And here's another thing: if you're in the middle of the day and it's not going well, start your day over. Like go what? sit on.
0: The, you can do that.
1: Go sit on the toilet and meditate for three minutes, and then get a new, get centered, get a new outlook on the day. You don't have to waste another 16 hours before you can have a good day. Start over right now. And I tell people that all the time. It's like, don't waste any more moments. We already did that. A friend of mine
0: <laughs> shares a great trick. Like your body is, is intimately connected to your brain. Right. And and so, you know, change your body, change your brain. If your mind is, is in the wrong spot, change your body, right? Jump up and do some jumping jacks. So she teaches the three B's. My friend, Lori teaches the three B's breathe, body breathing and belief. Right. And, and all your belief is what, you know what your that thought that you're caught up on in the moment right beliefs are just thoughts that you keep repeating to yourself so like you said if it's a negative crappy thought and you're feeling crappy about the day get up run around your desk smile right change your body and change your breathing take a deep breath you know blow that crap out and then start over um Love i really it. like that like yeah you got to know that it's it's interesting how we let 60 seconds of of something impact our, you know, 18,000 seconds that we have in a day, right? Like, yeah. why would you let that one minute of whatever, you know, a fight with the boss or worse, some political ad that you read on Facebook, piss you off and turn your whole day into trash. Um, and you see people do it every day, all day long. And, and that's sad. That's, that's not taking advantage of our power, right? Like, we have superpowers, especially when it comes to controlling ourselves and our attitudes so I, like yeah,
1: that's right. I think it's about like learning tools along the way, because, you know, d- just because we're s- talking all this uh, awesome wise stuff doesn't mean that I- we don't run into the pain as well along the way. But you pick up tools along the way to help navigate through those healthy ways of coping to get through those times. And, and, and I just said a, vi- uh, a really valuable word there is time. So what is the most valuable asset in our life? right? People think it's like their house or their investments or their car or whatever, but our most valuable asset is time. Absolutely. So with that in mind, what are you doing with your time? What are you doing with your most valuable asset? Are you spending your most valuable asset watching the news or worrying about what people think about you? Or if you're five pounds overweight, or if you have enough money in the bank, it's like, or are you enjoying your time? Right, enjoy your most valuable asset because time. Well, some people argue that time doesn't exist. This is all just <laughs> one big bubble, but but it goes quick. You know, I'm starting. I'm almost fifty, and I'm starting to realize how how quick it goes. A lot faster. George Costanza from Seinfeld. Remember, he goes, "Life's like a roll of toilet paper. The closer <laughs> you get to the end, the faster it goes."
0: Yes, there's a lot of truth to that, right?
1: <laughs> there really is. I'm like when you're a kid. There's all these little uh what do they call uh not benchmarks or uh little milestones to reach right it's like oh i'm a 13 i'm a teenager i get my license 16 17 i'm 21 that's the big one right and then it, all those little milestones take forever to get to because it's such a short time really to 21 but when you're 18 that's an eternity right right but then after 21 it just starts going so much faster so much faster and we just need to start now like a month will go by and it feels like a weekend, right? Or do you start appreciating those days, appreciate the time, enjoy what we're doing, live a life of service, help people along the way and life unfolds in beautiful ways.
0: Absolutely. Well, then we have something like 2020, which is, you know, completely unfamiliar territory for everybody. And it seems like the whole year like we we took that year and removed it from our calendars and from our lives right like you know we're we're starting to go back to events and different things now and you realize oh that wasn't last year that was two years ago
1: yes <laughs> right like
0: whoa <laughs> where did yeah we just just where did it happen and so yeah time is time is something that you really have to appreciate.
1: Yeah. And give time, time too. And, you know, give time for failure. You know, uh, something that we kind of skipped over a little bit, but the late, great Wayne Dyer, you remember Dr. Wayne Dyer? Absolutely. He said, none of us ever fails at anything. All we do is produce results. So if I throw you a football and you drop the football, are you a failure? No. So I'll throw you the football and now you're a football success. If you're a real estate agent and you're trying to sell a house and the deal falls through, are you a failure? No, next month you sell another house. Now you're a success, right? So all we do is produce results. So what do we do with the results that we produce? That determines our success ultimately, right? Absolutely. Yeah, the
0: example I always like is uh, if you think of your failures that way, then when you're a parent and your baby falls down, why don't you just tell them, hey, just quit trying to walk. You're not going to make it, you (laughs) you know? (laughs) It's, po- it's powerful, right? Like the idea that the baby falls down, up, oh, you're done. No more walking for you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right? That be you know, emotional when, stuff right there.
0: But yet when people get into business and they make a mistake, they screw something up, they feel like, oh, I'm done. You know, can't go anymore. Like, whoa, wait, what? And the same thing happens in relationships. The only way you learn anything in a relationship is by screwing it up. If mm. everything's going well, neither one of you has an opinion. Right. Mm, <laughs>
1: like, interesting. Yeah. You know? And you have to learn to get through those things and move to the next level. Otherwise, you stay at that same level.
0: Well, and, and what happens to your relationship when you do start to figure out, you know, how to communicate and, and learn about each other and and things go to a whole nother level, right? Like it it really does change things. I mean, it's kind of like you talked about at the beginning, the connections in business. When you see people being successful and, and you're around successful people. I mean, obviously, you and I both probably talk about, you know, you're your result of all the people you're hanging around with, right? So look at the five people you on your calendar this week, and and you're going to be the sixth. <laughs> so are those people losers? Or are those people winners? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And so choosing choosing who you connect with, that changes your attitude, right? That changes um, your attitude towards your work, your attitude towards who you're hanging around. It's kind of that same attitude, you jump up out of bed and say, I get to help some people today, right? And I think the one thing you talked about, you know, as coaches, you know, we have coaches, right? We have coaches for when we mess up, and and uh, I believe in the power of coaching, right? I can't tell people with a straight face, hey, you need to hire me as a coach if I don't if I don't use the same formula in my own life, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, really. Well, yeah. we all need that accountability in our lives. Well, and-
0: outside outside eyes, right? So I'm emotionally attached to my problems. Like, oh man, I made this great video and this great Facebook ad and nobody watched it. And a coach from the outside's going, I have no emotional attachment to that. Your video sucked. <laughs> you know, or whatever. Honesty. <laughs> yeah. So a coach can a coach can speak truth into your life and help you see things in your business that you don't you're emotionally blind to. Right. Or, wow. Or you're not at that level yet, right? You get a coach that's that's you know, he's a step above you, a step ahead, and and he can he can take you that he can recognize stuff at that other step that you don't you know that other vibration or other level that you haven't seen yet. And so yes. yeah, it's really yeah, and Everybody
1: it. has coaches. You know, I, I was taught have an expert in every area of your life, and it's like I'm not a doctor. If I get sick, I need to go to the doctor. If I have to go to court, I need a lawyer. I hate doing taxes, so I have I have to have an accountant because I hate doing that. Right. And so there are things in my life that I just I don't know how to handle on my own, whether it's some whether it's my emotions, my relationship, my finances, my career, whatever it is, my my body, you know, whatever it is I'm trying to do, if I don't know the answers, then I keep banging my head against the wall, or I can get help and accountability in my life from somebody who's not emotionally attached to my crap <laughs> and help get me there a lot faster without wasting a lot of time and resources. And all the most successful people in the world have accountability partners or mentors or coaches. Oprah, Richard Branson, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, they all have those. They have teams of coaches. And right. they don't just shoot a product or an idea out there. It's, it's tested. It's brought to the table. It's failed. It's thrown out in the trash. And then a year later, we finally see a product. <laughs> that they mold and they work on, and then we see it. And now we're like, "Wow, this is the greatest! Why can't I think of that?" Well, maybe if you had some somebody to bounce ideas off of and mold it and work it and build it into something amazing, you'll get there faster.
0: Well, and and, and that reminds me of the idea. You know, we look at somebody's results like Jeff Bezos. Why can't I have that? And we want their results without taking their journey, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> we want their results without doing their work. Yeah. Um, and that's a that's a mindset. That, that's part of that poverty mindset, right? Like recognizing the amount of work that somebody's done to get where they are. Um, you know, I think before you make that leap of understanding in that circle you talked about, before you understand that, you look at it and you think, you're envious, right? You're envious of somebody that's driving a BMW or a Mercedes or a really nice car, or they got the really big house and that envy rises up and you're like, Oh, I want, I want to have that. Oh, I wish, I wish, right. All those wishes rather than looking at that from the abundant mindset of saying, man, good for him. I'm so glad that he gets to do that. I'm so glad that he's got that. And, and that attitude changes how you view wealth and and how you view other people succeeding, right? It's more it's more creative. It it changes the vibration and you don't cut the vibration off. Like, you know, that envy cuts it off and just kills it. Right. That competitive mindset just crushes it. And then and then you won't get those ideas. (laughs) Those ideas aren't meant for you because you're blocked. Off to them, and so
1: yeah, that's That's a great point. That's why I started in in the beginning. I was like, look, let's let's be real. Like when you see me, I it it didn't life didn't just happen this way. Like I was sixty pounds overweight. I had dark circles under my eyes, and I would wake up every morning crying. And I was fit. I was financially, physically, emotionally spent. Emotionally bankrupt. I had nothing left in me, and. So you know that's why they call it the rock bottom place because there's right. no way out but up, but nobody sees that now. <laughs> nobody sees that, and and then the last eighteen years and the first like three or four years were were not rainbows and unicorns. You know <laughs> it was hard, good, man. Good
0: for you good for you? Yeah, there was a that. lot
1: of a lot of work I put in, a lot of failure. You know, quote unquote, a lot of. Um, uh, failed relationships and mistakes made with money. Uh, (laughs) a lot of mistakes along the way, some injuries, some health problems, all those things, but people don't see that now. Right. Right. Remember it's a, it's a long, tough road for any real, anything worthwhile is, you know, is a little bit of work. It takes a little effort to get there.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And the attitude is, is a big piece, right? And you can, you being able to believe in yourself, what, uh, what made that switch for you in, in being able to, to believe in yourself?
1: Great question. I, I think some of it is like grunting through in the beginning. I want to, and I want to like, I don't want it to sound like the, this awful thing in the beginning. Like you need to be strapped to a bed and get through this next, <laughs> next month. Some That's people might. Way. Yeah. Some people might view it that way, but in the beginning, it's like, it's hard. Remember what we're doing is changing. And a lot of people don't believe change happens. If you think about this, when we were born, the doctor pulls us out of mom. And right away, we're like, what the hell is this big, scary world? And the doctor slaps us on the ass. And we're like, "Well, my God, we start crying. And so then a few, a little bit of time goes by, then we start crawling. And then we bump into a wall. And then we start crying. And then we learn how to not bump into a wall. And then we start walking and then we fall down, right? And then we learn and we start crying and then we learn how to not fall down and on and on throughout life. Every time we change, it gets painful and we cry or we act out or whatever. We don't like change. It takes us a while to get to a level of comfort. And so as life goes on and we get to new levels of comfort and it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks and we like to see we're at this new level of comfort. It doesn't just stay that way, and usually I find when I'm stressed out, overwhelmed, full of fear, insecurity, anger, or whatever, it's because the world changed and I didn't change along with it. That's what happened. I didn't. I wasn't willing to change. So when I become willing to change, and then I start learning things, I, be, I stay teachable, and then my life changes and my life unfolds in good ways. And so I think some of it in the beginning is grunting through to answer your question. It's grunting through some of those. Some of the uh, getting through this to realize that we're not always going to be in this dark hole. It's not always going to be like this. And once you get through a couple tough times, you realize that, oh, this is just temporary. The tough times never last, neither do the good times. The only constant in life is change, right? Buddha said that 2,500 years ago. right The only thing that's constant is change. Change is constant. So when we grasp onto that concept, And realize that where we are isn't permanent, right? So as long as we're making efforts to get to the next level, things are going to unfold in good ways. It might take an hour or it might take a year. But as long as we're making effort to get there, then we can have a better attitude along the way. Once we start seeing some new successes happen, then we become more confident, more secure, more comfortable with ourselves and our place in the world. And then life unfolds that way.
0: Yeah, I think I think one of the things, and and you're using language that's really similar, is recognizing that there is no destination, right? There is no made it, because mm. if you made it, then you'd need everything to just, whew, life's perfect. Everybody stop, nobody move. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like woohoo! This is it. This is the moment where where everything's perfect. The kids are quiet. Every nobody move. No,
1: yeah, no, well, I was telling, when when you think you know the rules, the rules change.
0: Right. Well, recognizing that it's really a journey. Right. There is no destination. Mm. Right. We've gotten this idea that this that you. I mean, we even use language, right? Like, oh, they've arrived. Right. They they made it. Right. Exactly. But they're they're not. Each one of those is a road marker. Right. Jeff Bezos hasn't quit. Elon Musk hasn't quit, and you could certainly say by some definition, they've certainly arrived, right? Like they've got <laughs> they got all they could want to have, but they want to they impact more and they want to do more. And all of us should want that and recognize that it's really a journey. And the journey is about change. It's about motion. And you want to choose your journey intentionally, right? I think a lot of people are just going through the motions on a journey that they're not choosing and letting everybody else around them tell them where to go and what to do. And the rest of us, the few of us, maybe it's the one percenters that have cho- chosen their own path, right? Like I can be intentional about my attitude, my path and my destination um, just by the day. you know, what I choose to do each day.
1: I love that word intention. Taking actions with intention is going to get us there. And also another one that I want to touch that came to mind while we were talking about this is, you know, I, I think a lot of people have the wrong idea about this journey that we're on they're like well i just want to make a lot of money and retire at 50 (laughs) and really we don't ever want to retire we just want to we just want to not have to work but we need purpose like most people when they retire they die you know shortly thereafter now if there's there are different circumstances i'm talking about here but generally speaking we need purpose right absolutely Yes, we need a reason to wake up in the morning. So it's like if you make a lot of money, enough to retire at 50, then start a foundation. Start something to help other people to give back for your fortune and circumstances. But we need purpose, whatever that is. I mean, maybe your purpose is to have a bar, a, a, a dirty digi bar, but what, and then have other people work at it or something. But you still need to have purpose, a reason to wake up every day and live.
0: Absolutely. It's like that destination, right? What is, what? so what, so what is your
1: purpose? Me? Yeah. Well, I, I kind of touched on it earlier. My purpose is to help lead people to, to their path, right? Like when I work with people, like, let's say I'm working with couples and I say this all the time, my job as a, as a couples or marriage coach or whatever, it's not to keep you together or to tell you to split apart. It's to lead you to the right path. That that's ultimately what we're supposed to do. And I've had it on both sides. And then I, I've had people that I work with that want to find that perfect romance, that perfect love in their life. And they'll do a bunch of work, some of this work that we do to work on ourselves. So we're to relieve to release some of that codependency some of our old harmful behaviors and beliefs that we drag around from relationship to relationship
0: <laughs> open that bag
1: <laughs> yeah and we'll work on that stuff and they'll decide you know what i don't want to be in a relationship it's too much work <laughs> so my job isn't to really necessarily like tell you what to do it's to lead you to the right answer nice. and it's the same thing with your whether with your uh profession like should i stay in my job should i quit my job should i start a business should i write a book Let's do the work and see what the right solution is. What's going to feed your soul? And I love doing that. And I love seeing little lights go off in people. And mm-hmm. then that's why I have a coach, because a, I want—I like little lights going off of me, too.
0: <laughs> of course, we all do, right? Like, heck yeah, I like feeling like, woo, you know, I'm on a destination trip. Like, that's like, you know, being able to go to Mexico and say, hey, this feels good, right? <laughs> and Not then cool. having your job feel the same way, like, woo, this feels good, like. You know, it can
1: think, feel that way.
0: Oh, absolutely! One of my my best joys. I am fueled up um, in my sessions, right? When I'm coaching a group and uh, they're getting successes and they're getting results and they're they're sharing their life, that that fuels me. That you know. Whereas there's been times in my life when I go to work and you just get wore out, right? Like, uh. But no, your job should fuel you. You should be, you should be, get energized and, and fired up about working with people or helping people or solving that problem that you solve for people.
1: Yes. Like and and I, I, no. Oh, I'm sorry.
0: I was just gonna say, like, you and I have a friend, Ken, who, who loves getting on top of roofs, man. He's, he, he loves helping people get roofs. And, and, you know, it's not, I don't, I don't get it, but yet that's what he does, right? He helps people get roofs and <laughs> he's uh he's actually kind of crazy about it and but that's cool, right? Like that's his purpose. Um and he feels he he gets fueled by being able to solve that problem and it's a real problem, you know, for people if their roof needs repaired or replaced and fixed and 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 that's that's the problem he solves and so it uh your purpose doesn't have to be this esoteric religious faith necessarily, you know, but it should add value to people in some way. Right. It should, should be contributing like, like you, you know, the word you used earlier. So.
1: Yeah. And make you feel good too. You know, like you should enjoy it. I mean, there's some ancient old stuff that we're talking about here. None of this is new. We're just presenting it in a way in, in the way of Dennis and Robert, like that we're speaking our language here, but it's like, there's nothing we've invented here. It's ancient wisdom. And it's like, and what's a, it's a, if you love what you do, you never have to work a day in your life, right? Old ancient, ancient, at least it's a hundred years old, right? Just find something that you enjoy doing. And you know, there's going to be days that it sucks because it's work. It's a job, it's your profession, whatever you want to call it. But if you love what you're doing, that's yeah, just some, it's just another glitch. Like you're, you're going to get beyond it soon. And then you're still doing what you love to do, and it's okay. And if you well, hit somebody along the way, even better.
0: And if it's tied to your purpose, you figure out how to do the stuff that's not fun, right? Like you figure out how to do the taxes and the paperwork and the stuff that you're like, uh, this is. But if you love your purpose and that helps you accomplish your purpose, then you recognize, hey, I got to do the paperwork, I got to do the taxes, I got to, I got to do the accounting because that's what that's what's allowing me to do the fulfilling part and uh and it really does change right you don't have to you know grudge through everything and there's too many people grudging through life right like you know they're on a 9 to 5 stuck cycle and really they drive to work they drink their coffee they work all day they drive home they drink their beer they go to bed <laughs> and that yeah. same cycle repeats itself and they're zombies right like yeah
1: our, there's our, a line do you remember point break that movie point yeah break? There's a line that I quote in there and that movie helped shape my life. I was like, I think I was 18 when it came out and it was Patrick Swayze. They were all standing around the fire. And after they found out that they were the bank robbers and, and uh, they were like, all the other guys were scared. And he goes, we stand for something for those dead souls inching along the freeway in their metal coffins. We show them that the human spirit is still alive. Nice. And that's what I—that's how I live my life. I'm like I—I I try to do that life. And for some people, they are happy in that life. So some people enjoy the um, the security. The and it's not even secure anymore. But the they like the regularity of that. They like the schedules. They like the sitting in traffic, and you know, <laughs> it gives them time to reflect or think about their family, whatever it is. I don't. Right. It doesn't fill me up and. Uh, I I haven't done that for over 20 years because I I just can't do it. But I but there are people that love doing that. But I want to be on the other side. I want to be the one that I can go to Mexico for a month because I have t- I've set my life up that way. Now nice. I'm not bragging or anything. It t- it took a lot of work to be able to do that. And sometimes you know I've always taken the road less traveled, and I've paid that price for that Sure. The way. <laughs> right? There's times when I didn't, wasn't sure if I'm going to eat and have $7 in my bank account. <laughs> but eventually you stay on the course and things unfold.
0: Absolutely.
1: Mm. Nice.
0: This is good stuff. So tell me about, I mean, we've kind of touched on it a lot throughout this stuff, but confidence when, I mean, I guess you would talked about gaining the confidence through the, through the journey, right? Through the, through the successes
1: mm. um, did yeah.
0: anything else help with your confidence in in you know this entrepreneurial journey
1: well i, I think it's just seeing the successes I, I mean i'll stick to that answer because it, it it's a little scary at first it always is right whenever we're trying whenever we're embarking on new adventures we're like it's kind of going into the unknown and some people aren't built for that right and and that's cool that's fine you know and, they're, they're the ones that like to work for other people and don't want to take the risk. So, but once you start doing this, at least as our entrepreneurial mindset is like, I'm going to try a little of this and see how that goes. And then when I see it become successful, then I become more confident. I'm like, well, I did that. All right, well, I, let's go for this now. And then it becomes more comfortable along the way. But I mean, there, there's definitely a little bit of a, a risk that you have to take. I'm more comfortable in risk than most, but I've also, um, learned a little along the way. A lot of my risks are calculated and and I have a coach. So I'm like, what do you think of this? And then my risk has been vetted. There you go. <laughs> by somebody who's like, no, don't do that. And I've had that before too, where I'm like, hey, David, I'm thinking of doing this. And he's like, I don't think that's a good idea.
0: So, <laughs> no, you shouldn't.
1: Yeah, we go a different path and then things unfold the right way because I asked for help.
0: Yeah. yeah. yeah my coach would always be like, So what do you want to do that for? <laughs> yeah.
1: Have you that really found like I'm a good first. idea?
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I like uh, seeing the successes. And, and being willing to 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 weigh the risks differently, right? Like, um, I, obviously there there's not as much security in a nine to five thing as there used to be. Like, you know, when my dad my dad worked 28 years for the same company, like <laughs> that. You know that those kind of things are rare, you know, nowadays. But I do think that um, recognizing the entrepreneurial opportunity and, and being willing to take the risk um, is, is certainly worth it. But I think you see the world differently, right? And once you see resources differently and you see abundance differently and you see, you know, your ability to help people differently, um, that, that changes you, right? Like, do you, do you think you could ever go back to a job? Would you ever be in a situation where you'd be like, well, I can't, Feed my family. I'm going to have to get a job,
1: right? With, yeah, you, know, you do what you have to do, right?
0: But 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 really, I think you recognize that there's lots of opportunities. There's lots of things I could do before I'd have to go get a job.
1: Yes, yeah, and and just know also, I'm going to throw this in there: is that when we when we're talking about this entrepreneurial journey, it's a big word. A lot of people like to throw the entrepreneurial the e word around. Because you could open up a Facebook page and say I'm the CEO of my company, but you know what it takes to be a CEO? I mean, like that's a big that's a big job, a big words to throw around there, you know. But you know this, and this is another reason we do what we do. Is like it took me years to to grow in some of the emotional awarenesses that I have, but it also took me a few years to grow entrepreneurially or to get that business, that marketing, that sales oriented mind. I had to do a lot of banging my head against the wall to get to that point and making a lot of mistakes. So when you hire a coach, now we have systems and processes in place so you don't have to bang your head against the wall. So we're like, let's let's pick a clear goal and let's just work on one at a time and create specific steps along the way for you to take every day to get – you become successful, which builds confidence and ultimately a successful business. So you don't just have to wing it. You don't have to watch a YouTube video on how to start a business. Like, let's let's do it the right way. What's nice. your business idea? Is it a viable idea? Let's write a business plan. Do you have the finances, the intelligence, and the means, and the connections to get you there where you want to be? If not, then let's figure out how to do it. Or maybe it's not a good idea. Maybe we should go a different path. So. Right that's why we have jobs is to help people realize it doesn't have to be this, like this crazy throwing myself into this unknown thing where I'm probably going to fail. Cause nine out of 10 businesses fail. There's right. systematic ways to get it done and your likelihood of success is a lot greater.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and, and being a bootstrapper, right? Like, you know, there's a difference between an entrepreneur who goes out there and gets venture capital with his business plan and, or, or an entrepreneur that bootstraps it and just, you know, does it with the money that he's got from his job or part time work or, you know, maybe his family. I don't, know. <laughs> you know, but bootstrapper really just builds it from, from nothing, right? You start with a couple thousand dollars in the bank account and you figure out, you know, what can I do to generate income and, and start creating, you know, small income streams and then, and then hopefully learn to turn those into big
1: income streams. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I mean, that's great analogies and you can take, you you can go in different directions and I, I just think it's good to have somebody to help you along the way. Like I did too. I remember when I sent my business idea to my coach and he's like, Dennis, why don't you send me your business plan? Nice. I was like, all right, sure. So I sent it to him and he's like, then he got back to me a few days later. He's like, Dennis, there's like seven things in here. <laughs> And I was like, well, yeah, but I need to do this to finance this. I need to do this because I need to do all this stuff. And he's like, no, 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 He's like, rewrite it. Let's just focus on one major thing. One we, major. You can't is. start seven businesses. <laughs> right. So I, wrote, I rewrote it, and I narrowed it down, and I sent it back to him. And a few days later, he's like, Dennis, there's still three things in here. <laughs> right? Yes. So – We really need to get laser focused on exactly what it is we're doing and what our intention is, what are our means of getting there, how are we going to do it, and what are the specific steps to take with intention, like you said, intentional steps to take, and then let's get there.
0: And that's not to say that those other six couldn't be done, right? The cool thing about this is start with the one you're the most passionate about or that has the most potential for success, build that puppy, and then – and then you've got the chance to add on these other things. And and that's what we tell people when they niche down, right? They're so afraid, you know, well, if I niche down and there's only 100 people on the planet that can use what I've got, but if you're the only person selling to those 100
1: people, you've got the perfect audience, right? The perfect crowd, the perfect group. Yeah, of and, yeah you could say you do, do. Yeah. all this stuff to try to reach a billion people. So you can reach none of the billion people or you can reach 50 of the 100 people.
0: Yeah, exactly. So once you do, then you can add back those others. And, and the crazy thing is you target a hundred, but the, the 50 that buy it are going to tell 50 more. And then you get 50 that are completely outside what you thought, you know, was your niche. And so it, it really does work. If you, you know, the more you focus, I like that laser, laser focus. So we've talked a lot about coaches and having a coach and what, what is mentors meant to you? Obviously, you know, you've, you've had a coach and, um, how do you feel about mentoring, as a as a whole,
1: and, oh, and
0: impacting your business?
1: Oh, I, I love it. Like for me, being the be you mean me being the mentor or me having a mentor? Both. I think I think both are necessary, right? They are both necessary, and it's really interesting you ask that because without my coach or mentor, I wouldn't have had this specific focus to get to where I am today. Because I would have been up trying to get my. All five of my, seven of my things done, and not achieving any of them at a high level, right? The other thing about being a mentor, which I highly recommend for people, is, and it doesn't necessarily have to be in a coaching um, format. It could be, you know, some. I don't know how you do it, but finding finding a way to to be a mentor for somebody is amazing because we teach what we need to learn right? So when I'm sitting here and talking to people that need to get sober or change their mindsets or have better relationships, remove old harmful beliefs and behaviors, like whatever it is that we're working on, while I'm coaching them through that, I'm like, I need to do that too. You know? <laughs> so I, I I implement all of the same practices into my life, but I'm reminded because I, I, I'll meet anywhere from one to six clients in a day. And- all throughout the day, I'm teaching myself, I'm teaching them, but I'm teaching at the same time myself what I need to learn. Absolutely, And, that, and ultimately, I become more successful.
0: I think uh, Jim Quick in his book, Limitless, talks about, you know, your brain and learning and memory. And he's teaching all those ways to, to make your brain more useful. And he says that the, the quickest way to remember something is to teach it to somebody else. And he says, you know, go teach it to your spouse or your kids. If you don't have a spouse or kids, teach it to your dog. Yeah. Like You've got to tell somebody, like, this is the outline. This is, the, you know, teach it to somebody because that that's the best way for you to really, you know, you learn differently if you have to teach something versus um, I think that was one of the things that scouting always did because you always learned a skill and then you taught, you know, you taught another scout the skill. Yeah. And I think that's the value in in, in having a mentor, of course, teaching you, but then your ability to pass that on and teach it to somebody else. I I kind of vision that circle you talked about, right? With the two arrows, right? It's yeah. the same giving and receiving. Um, giving and receiving of your skills, of your talents is is certainly equivalent to the same flow that happens with wealth and, and money. Um, yeah.
1: So. yeah, and seeing it all in action and seeing it firsthand. And then uh, to go back to latch onto what you were talking about earlier, the confidence, then you, you become more confident in your abilities to teach people stuff too. It's like these th- these yellow pads that I have, these legal yellow pads, like I have people – I give homework every session that I have to – lots of homework to people because in the writing is where you see things, right? It's like organizing our thoughts. If I have 80, 60 to 80,000 thoughts every day and 98% of them are useless or harmful thoughts <laughs> – That's not very good. But if I can write down a whole bunch of those, it slows down my thinking and it organizes my thoughts. So I give specific homework to everybody. And in the writing comes the awarenesses and the writing comes the directions that I'm supposed to go. But I sit here and tell these people these things. And then I go off and try to think my way through life. But it's when I take the time and do the writing myself where my life unfolds better, too.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) do uh do do you do i was trying to think what the doctor treat thyself or (laughs) there's some line i'm
1: missing it (laughs) do it okay not as i do
0: oh no Um, like the doctor you know doctor needs to take care of himself or (laughs) die you know
1: i don't know that one but i know what you're talking about right when when the oxygen comes down i have to put it on me first otherwise i'm no use anyway i have to i have to learn the stuff too and take my own medicine and make sure one that it works. That's right. it. Take your own medicine. Take your own medicine. Yeah,
0: it <laughs> is. Yeah.
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, thinking of entrepreneurs, thinking of uh, folks that maybe want to be entrepreneurs, is there anything else that, that you'd like to share um, in addition to what we've already talked about?
1: I don't know. I, I mean, t- just take a good look and, you know, write it down. There you go. Make a pros and cons list. Make an make am I happy list. Oh, nice. Am I happy? Am I, what am I doing right now? Where, where do I hope to be in six months or six years or 60 years from now? And is what I'm doing going to get me there? So we want to create a specific goal, like I said, and, and then say every action I take, if if my goal is this and and I'm doing this, is doing this going to get me here? If not, then let's choose a different path. So maybe working nine to five and sitting on the highway is, is going to work for you. It might, for, for some people it, it could, but if, if you're truly unhappy, you're digging into debt, you're not getting where you want to be and you don't see a clear path to get where you want to be in the next however much time, 10 years, 20 years, then I would say choose another direction and nice. find a passion, something that makes you happy and want to kick the covers off in the morning and find a way to start working towards that. And maybe you still have to work at your old job or maybe reach out to one of us and say, hey, I have this idea. Is there a way to get there? And then let's let's work on it together. But you know, nothing changes if nothing changes. So right. if I keep wondering why my life hasn't changed and I continue to get into debt and my relationship sucks and I'm 50 pounds overweight and my kids are getting screwed up and I don't know how to change all that. But I keep doing the same thing. Nothing's ever going to change. So if you want to do something exciting, and have the opportunity to make the $100 million and step out of yourself and make that leap. Nice.
0: Man, Dennis, I sure appreciate you sharing with us today. And uh, um, I'm excited for your next journey. And that's uh, going to be exciting. So I look forward to uh, connecting again and, and hopefully having you back on the show and uh, just learning where, where you end up because that's pretty exciting.
1: Thank you, Robert. Yeah, it was a great talk, man. I really appreciate it. The time went by pretty quick, huh? It, it always does. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right, man. Can you send me a bio, a link to your book and a link to your podcast? Sure. Um, did we talk about any other podcasts or anything that we need to send a link to? I didn't think so.
1: No. Yeah, no so I just have, The best way for everything is on my website. There's like all the descriptions, the, the podcast, the book, you can book free session all those that all, that all funkybrain.com funky uh no it's dennisberry.com oh okay
0: that yeah. same thing right funky brain dennis berry
1: that's me i am the funky brain
0: <laughs> man congratulations on getting to move to mexico that's pretty exciting
1: thank you it is pretty exciting yeah it's yeah, been okay. a, a lot of work but i know in the next couple of weeks i'll be sitting there going okay that's why i did all that crap
0: absolutely well I, and i hope we stay connected
1: I hope oh, we will. That, uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, it's gonna. I'm going to be there, but it'll be everything's virtual now. And so yeah, you'll
0: just have palm trees in the background. That's that's, that's awesome. Right yeah. And, and I expect an invitation. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're
1: welcome to come. I promise.
0: <laughs> cool, man. I'm uh, I'm excited for you. And, and let's let's uh, hang out some more.
1: Thanks, Robert. I appreciate it, man. Great to see you.
0: If you enjoyed the show, please like subscribe or leave a review. We have a free gift for you at AddValueMindset.com. That's add value mindset.com. We've collected some of the best mindset secrets shared by successful entrepreneurs on our podcast, and we want to give them to you for free. AddValueMindset.com. In our next episode, Andrew shares content strategies for reimagining your brand. If it's worth doing, why not find ways to reach more people? Consistency is a key with content, and Andrew talks about Arete as a value, striving for excellence.